6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And we're going to get into our next one with Mom Allison joining us this afternoon. Hi, Allison. Hi, how are you? Uh, good, Allison. You're going to be hanging out with me for the next little bit because you actually have uh, two Stollery children in your family, and we're going to split them up here and talk them at two different times uh, because both of them have some complex issues. But I wanted to start with uh, with Carter. What, Carter is 18 now? He's 17. 17. We haven't quite aged out of the Stollery yet. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, the Stollery has been a, obviously a, a, a huge, important part of, of Carter's life. Yeah, so Carter started, um, we first went to the Stollery when he was six weeks old uh, via emergency. And so that sort of started it. And we were in search of a diagnosis. Um, with Carter till he was 13 when he finally landed with um, somewhat of a diagnosis even then it's sort of um, we kind of file it under Carter's syndrome sometimes but um, we've been very lucky he spent um, hundreds and hundreds of days there um, mostly as an outpatient um, and having tests surgeries, doctor's appointments, treatment. Um, More recently, we go once a week um, for treatment. Uh, And so we've been very, very lucky to have this in our backyard. We're in Spruce Grove. It's just a stone throw away to have this world-class hospital right there. It's just amazing that we are so lucky it is so close so allison tell us about um you know carter's diagnosis you talk about carter's syndrome i mean, there's some big names here and i don't i'm not even sure i know how to say them but can you tell us uh, about um his diagnosis yeah so more more recently in the last couple of years um he's been diagnosed with dysautonomia which is um Probably the primary diagnosis, everything else affects his body, also his fibromyalgia, which gives him pain, his OCD, anxiety, PTSD, and on and on and on. But the dysautonomia is sort of at the core of everything. Um, and so dysautonomia, actually we're seeing it a lot with um, long-haul COVID right now. Um, people are becoming more familiar with it that way, but it affects everything that's automatic in your body is the way to think about it. It's the dysfunctioning of your autonomic nervous system. So everything that's automatic, your heart, your digestion, your blood pressure, your breathing, um, your sleep, all of those things are affected by it. And so we are so lucky um, that Carter's pediatrician is at the Stollery, and she caught it as he was getting older. It was getting more, as we sorted out some of the other things, this was more and more clear what she suspected it was. And the doctor that treats this is, there's only one in Canada, and he's at the Stollery. And we were so lucky to get in and see him. They have a specialized um, autonomic lab upstairs that measures all of these functions of the body in such a highly specialized way. Um, And we were able to sort of really narrow down what was going on in his body at, at any given time. So what kind of treatment is there for this? Well, he takes a lot of medication. <laughs> uh, and in addition to that, we do um, IV infusions every week. Um, that bumps up his blood pressure. And then um, by increasing his blood pressure, it helps his brain get blood. It keeps his body kind of more um, stable. And so we're there every single week. I feel like the nurses there, I was telling someone the other day, they feel like my work family or your work friends. Like you're there all the time. <laughs> you know, like the week flashes forward and you're there again. <laughs> 
Right. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about that family, and oftentimes that um, you know a lot of the Stollery families talk about the the you know the staff, the people, the the doctors, the nurses that they that they see on a regular basis as as family as well. Tell us about that side of it for you and 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 you and and uh, and, and your kids, your family. How important the support from the stallery is i mean obviously the medical side is huge but just having those those people who know who understand who can be there to help guide you through this well i think the first and foremost when i think about it is that the stallery because of the recognition of the hospital and the level of care um we really get um the best recruits there right who wouldn't want to work at the best hospital so i think that helps you have like the, some of the best medical staff you could possibly hope for but they really treat the whole child right mm-hmm. and the and the whole family so you know they will they take care of the parents as much as they're taking care of the kids there's days that i've been given a sandwich because <laughs> i probably look like you know i needed one and they just really they want to be there, right? So they're, they they want to be there. They want to make it better. And I can tell you that having Carter's 17 years now of being in the hospital and the trauma and all of the things that could happen um, are made so much easier by people that care deeply about their patients mm. and by treating the whole child, not just the procedure you're going through, but mm. all of the other pieces that go with that. For him... You know, it's interesting. You see, my other child is was fairly typical and wasn't sick. And for him, this is all he's known. So for some, in some ways, it's like a social thing when we go <laughs> to gain his people, right? Yeah. Um, because that's all he's ever known. It's been so normalized by how they treat him. So you said Carter is 17. You said he hasn't aged out of the stallery yet, but that's, no. you know, it's kind of around the corner. What happens then? Well, you know, they're doing some great work. There's a, there's not, the transition to adulthood is obviously very hard because the hospital is so specialized and so incredible. Um, but they are working hard. They recognize there's a gap and there's a lot of um, research and steering committees being done to try and um help bridge that you know for the kids coming up one of the other uh, diagnosis that carter has is something called what it pots what what's that yeah so the pots is part of the dysautonomia and that's what michaela has as well it stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome it's a whole (laughs) mouthful um but basically it's that uh, similar to what I was describing with the autonomic dysfunction, yeah. but POTS in particular is when you go from laying to standing or sitting to standing, your blood pressure drops really, really low. And so your heart has to work super hard to beat um, and push that blood back up towards your brain and return back to your heart. Um, so people get very, very dizzy. They can often pass out. They have a lot of brain fog. And again, this is what they're seeing a lot in long COVID. Yeah. Um, so we're very lucky that our kids have been diagnosed with it um, early. It takes, I think, an average of five years to be diagnosed. And wow. both my kids were diagnosed much um, sooner because of the specialized care, because they were familiar with the diagnosis there. Wow. Um... It's a busy, busy world that you're living in right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all you know, right? It's all you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Allison, hold the line for a second because you've told us about Carter. I want to I wanna find out about Michaela as well, your other stallery child, and, 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 and find out uh, about her and, and talk to you a little bit more uh, about her diagnosis, treatment, and, and your thoughts on the stallery. Hold the line. It's 2.45 this afternoon. Allison uh, telling us about her son, Carter, and uh, his 17 years at the stallery. 
Dollery. Uh, we'll take a pause here more with Allison and she'll tell us about Michaela, her, her daughter on the other side. As we go to break, I'm going to urge you to go to the phone at 780-407-KIDS. That's 780-407-5437 or StollaryRadiothon.com. We are still in a power hour for another 15 minutes. Our friends at Graham Construction are going to give us $10,000 if we reach our goal of 30 donations of any amount this hour. Let's make sure that we get that. Uh, it's 2.45. You're listening to the Chorus Radiothon right here on 630 Chet. Donate to the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation today. The 23rd Annual Chorus Radiothon on 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. And a shout out this afternoon to Doug from Camrose who just donated $1,000. His granddaughter has spina bifida and has had several surgeries at the Stollery, but he says she's 14 and she's doing great. So thanks, Doug from Camrose. Appreciate it. 780-407-KIDS, StollaryRadiothon.com. Uh, you can text Stollery to 45678, a one-time donation uh, as well. Lots of ways to donate as we continue on here in the 23rd edition of the Chorus Radiothon in support of the Stollery Children's Hospital and the amazing work that they do every single day at, uh, at, the, at that hospital. It's, it's amazing. So we were, we've been talking with Allison about uh, her son, Carter, who is a Stollery kid. Uh, Allison's daughter, Michaela, is also a Stollery child. Allison, uh, Michaela, you said, uh, was supposed to be your typical child. Um, and and, and you, you said that um, earlier, and, and you said that in, in, in the information provided to me. Um, what happened? What changed? Ah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think Michaela's sitting with me, and she could attest to that. Like, she was... It, we weren't expecting it. It started off slow, and then all of a sudden, before we knew it, she was a sick kid. Mm. She, um, we were so lucky because we were already well immersed in there, and we already had doctors watching her um, because of Carter's conditions. Mm. That we were quickly able to transition in and get her um, some help. Uh, I think if we had lived anywhere else in Canada, I know without a doubt that my kids wouldn't have the quality of life that they have now. So Michaela um, first started showing with some pretty severe migraines when she was what in grade three yeah and 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 those were horrific for her yeah so they were pretty they were pretty um painful she would be locked in a room for days her longest was 17 days we are so lucky her pediatrician is at the stollery they're a phone call away um but yeah we spent a lot of days in emergency trying to break those migraines and trying to find a way to uh treat them for this little kid what a strange thing to feel like a little kid with migraines right yeah without a doubt and then um Michaela also diagnosed with with POTS too how does that um how does that show up in her so with Michaela, hers is completely different than Carter's. They couldn't be more different, and wow. I think that's the most difficult part to treat. Um, and again, she has the same doctor as Carter, the only one in Canada, probably one of the top paid um, neuros for this in um, North America, and he's at the Stollery. Um, so hers has been, uh, we've been chasing a lot more where she's not quite as stable as Carter. She only goes to school half time. Um, she gets a lot of brain fog, a lot of dizziness, almost passing out. She does um, the infusions like Carter. Um, and she really has to manage everything she eats, 
does through the day so that she doesn't get sick. And you, you, you talk um, it's about Michaela having stretchy, stretchy joints. What, yeah. what is that? What, what do you mean by that? So there is a um, condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Michaela doesn't quite meet the markers for it, um, uh, but she has a lot of the characteristics of it. So she dislocates things more often. Things go out of joint. Um, her thumb will pop out of joint when if it gets too cold. Um, we've been to the stallery a number of times for her ankles, for fractures and sprains and whatnot. Uh, and um, in, in, in Raynaud's, is it Raynaud's syndrome as well? Raynaud's syndrome. Yeah. There's a lack of circulation. So every time we go to the stallery, they're always so sweet. They're always so concerned about her feet because her feet are like purple because she's not getting enough circulation. <laughs> <laughs> so treatment then for Michaela looks like what? Well, she's same as Carter's medication, diet, exercise, when she can exercise. Um, infusions and we're just sort of navigating it it's an ongoing thing that we have a standing appointment with her neurologist and ongoing conversations with the neuro nurse to try and sort of navigate it as we go it's vastly um, unknown and um, really not understood well so we're sort of navigating it with them as best we can um, does does Michaela want to talk this afternoon at all or absolutely she can talk she'll answer anything you hey. okay hi Michaela hi how are you doing this afternoon I'm doing okay oh good to hear um, boy oh boy when mom's telling us about those migraines how horrific were those they were painful. I have very little memory of it being, yeah. you know, a bad memory, yeah. but... Her bad memory is in part from the pox because your brain doesn't get enough yeah. blood. Michaela, I'm looking at a picture of you and you're holding what looks like a, a really cute little black and white puppy. Is that your puppy? Yeah, his name's Cowboy. It is Cowboy. What kind of dog is, is Cowboy? He's a Havanese. Oh my goodness. Does he uh, bring you some comfort and, and put a smile on your face? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Michaela, give me an idea. I know I, I think at, at the Stollery you do some, you know, art therapy and, and music therapy. You've been involved with those programs. Can you tell me about that? So in music therapy, someone will come in and uh, normally uh, uh, who comes in for me and Carter will uh, have a song ready to sing with us <laughs> or she'll bring some instruments in like... She'll bring uh, ocean drum in. Um, uh, can't think of the instrument names. She, but she'll play songs on the guitar with us. And in art therapy, we basically go. We do like art projects, yeah. and as well as like checking on how our mood is, how we're feeling, and. So, Michaela, how, how does how does that help? How does that help? I'm mean, obviously, you know, you're having. I can't get to school all the time, and it, and it's got to be, it's got to be a challenge. Um, you know, not feeling great uh, a lot. So, how does that help you? Does it does it put a smile on your face? Does it make you feel like you're being able to do some things? Yeah, it distracts me from when I'm getting the infusion because mm. it can be hard for me. So it's pretty painful and um, it can be kind of upsetting. They have to do it sometimes poker multiple times to try and um, get a line in because she is stretchy. Her veins can be kind of tricky, hey? Mm. But that's part of the child life program and they've been integral in keeping Michaela from um, really 
really being traumatized by it because she didn't grow up being a sick kid. This yeah. is all very new to her, right? So it's not her normal to be poked a hundred yeah. times rotted where Carter's used to it. <laughs> it doesn't make it less traumatic for him. It's just part of his normal um, where it, it, we found it very shocking for Michaela how difficult it was to cope even though she's older because it just went from being you know typical to being sick yeah without a doubt uh, Michaela uh, people listening right now are listening to your story and um, you know if, if 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 you were to tell them hey to pick up that phone and, and make a donation what why do you think it's so important that people donate to the to the radiothon today well, there are a lot of kids like me and Carter in the Stollery, as well as kids with other like health issues and disabilities that have to go through similar or worse uh, things than us. And with uh, the money that is donated, it can help with uh, kids not having to go through as traumatic of... Uh, situation. Yeah, without a doubt. Michaela, want to thank you for, for joining me this afternoon and sharing your story. Um, uh, best best of luck and continued healing as you move forward, okay? Okay, thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, take it easy, Michaela. Allison, thank you so much for sharing the story of your children. Thank you for having us. Take care. That is Allison, the mom of Stollery Kids, Michaela and Carter, joining us this afternoon. All right, let's go over here. Uh, Megan from Sherwood Park donated today. She says her daughter had heart surgery there, and she knows firsthand how important the hospital is. Uh, Kayla in Drayton Valley just texted and said she had a son who had surgery at the Stollery at 11 months old. She says the hospital is a pretty special place. And two co-workers called in to make donations. They decided to do so. Um, because another colleague's son is currently at the Stollery and they want to support him. A big thank you. Hey, you know what? We've hit our goal. We hit our power hour goal. So that's amazing. Our big thanks to Graham Construction, who's going to give $10,000. We reached that goal of 30 donations. Thanks to all of you who picked up the phone or went online to, to make a donation. Again, StollaryRadiothon.com, 780-407-KIDS, 1-866-407-KIDS, or you can text Stollery. One time to 45678 to make a one-time donation of $10, $20, whatever it is. A huge shout out to all of you who have taken the time to do that.